Hi, this is Cliff Griego for the Theater of the New. Thanks for tuning in. This morning I wanted to do a brief uh, talking circle on a project I've been working on in which has had a public aspect for, oh, around a decade. It's called uh, Theater of the New. It's a part of the uh, other projects I do, The Circle in the Square and Picture-Poems.com. But it has a life of its own. It's a little uh, book, about 110 pages. So this is the infomercial part of the podcast. A little book, 110 pages. And it's all black and white. There are a few photos included. It's a very simple uh, form, Theater of the New. It has a uh, epigram. Change is the second most difficult thing, understanding the first. Now what the book is intended to do is create a space for dialogue. And dialogue uh, will be the main theme of this introduction. I'll keep coming back to that, like we're walking in a circle. Theater the New. So it's part of my Roman tick, I guess. I tend to do things in sets of tens and hundreds. So there are 100 um, progressive themes or problem spaces. And around a hundred of those are clustered four or five, ten or more uh, documentaries. So take something like uh, climate crisis. Well, uh, around that theme, what I call a primary problem, that's a problem with an undeniable objective hardness about it, an objective reality that's there whether you like it or not. Primary problem, like I'm sitting in a magnificent um, montane uh, meadow, nothing but weeds, a history of overgrazing. It's 6.30, I normally don't say this natural time, in the morning. And uh, even at altitude, the um, Sun energy is almost too intense to sit here. Now, a hundred years ago, that would not have been possible at this altitude. So it's changing things very, very quickly. And the rate of change, that of course is an unknown, but what is almost uh, dead certain is that it's changing more and more quickly. So there's an acceleration. Okay, so climate crisis. Well, we're actually sitting in it, so it's undeniable. And there are many primary problems like that. And a sine qua non, the defining condition of a primary problem, is that it has the circumference of the whole of the living earth. Like uh, climate is so interesting because it has nothing to do with nationality. And yet when we deal with problems, 
we begin with that contradiction, that we've broken up the living whole into these uh, largely arbitrary uh, fragments, which are uh, competing with each other, if not in outright warfare. So, uh, is anybody saying Holland first, Switzerland first? Well, <laughs> anyway, we can't have all that many firsts around, can we? So a primary problem, they, they have the circumference of the whole of the living earth, so we can think uh, like we usually do in circles. And each one can take down culture, and by that I mean the whole of uh, civilization as we know it, each one. For the theater of the new, there's a um, poster drawing, one of my cliff cards. You can easily find it on online. It's a double circle of dialogue. And to continue our infomercial, is that what they call them? You can get them as a big poster. <laughs> Almost a meter square. <laughs> but they're very uh, interesting, I think. So the theater of the new change is the second most difficult thing, understanding the first. So that's a little aphorism sutra and really a philosophical question. Because the idea is that when we have a problem, say climate crisis, we rush in there and we want to change it, right? For those who see it as it really is, something of all hands on deck, and to mix our metaphors, uh, the house is on fire. So there's no messing around. Time is of the essence. But we're saying, okay, slow down a little bit. If we could easily solve the problem of climate, but do nothing to solve the problem of uh, nuclear weapons, for example, or more the, the more general problem of war and conflict. So the probability that we would destroy the Earth, even if we solve the climate problem, if nuclear weapons are still around, and most people see those as independent problems, now you can see where we're going to, is almost an absolute certainty. I'm talking about nuclear It's almost a, an absolute certainty. If there are other... Um, like the Native Americans say, and the most certainly, in my view, are space brothers and sisters out there. And they went through this horror of Einstein and, and energy and mass and all that and developed nuclear weapons because there could be a completely different way of thinking about energy, and I think there is. Well, they would have already destroyed themselves. That's kind of the... Um, Carl Sagan, very broad point of view, and only 1% chance that we would survive nuclear weapons. And that could be an exaggeration. So theater the new, nuclear weapons, India first. Everybody's first now. So India will not be outdone. So they're developing, think of this, their own nuclear submarine fleet. Utter insanity. And yet it dominates the world stage. But we have a theater of the new 
Change is the second most difficult thing, understanding the first. So, from a deeper point of view, there's only, with all these different problems, primary problems, those are serious problems, regardless of what they say about them. And notice I don't think politics is a, a primary problem. It's the worst possible place to look for leadership because it's universally, worldwide now, uh, corrupt. It's almost impossible to think of counterexamples, my beloved Switzerland and Holland notwithstanding. Change is the second most difficult thing, understanding the first. So we have this little book. You can get that as a free ebook, infomercial. It is meant to be an ongoing open project. It's meant to be revised every year. I, can, I can't get to that, but that's the intention. So of those hundred themes in all of these documentaries, well, the documentaries are intended, and I think they work that way, to be a mirror. A mirror of what? Basically, of relationship. And basically, basically, of conflict in relationship. So that's a very general way of looking at climate crisis and uh, nuclear war in one breath. You see, we're doing like a circle. You're just walking around. Now, what do they have in common? Well, that's the theme of the theater, the new. It has another uh, guest uh, epigram. Just seven beats. Listen to this. There are a thousand hacking at the branches of evil to one who is striking at the root. That's worth a whole lifetime. That's Henry David Thoreau. I think it's from a journal, but it makes no difference. It's magnificent. And that's true. So when we look out on the world stage, not the theater, the new, but the world stage. We see people, uh, you can be a water activist, you can be an energy activist, you can be a climate activist, you can be a pollution activist, you can be counter GMOs, you can be a footprint activist, you can be a f industrial farming activist, you can be an anti-Wall Street uh, uh, flash crash activist. You can be a nuclear activist, and you can be a war activist. Well, those are the ten primary problems. But really, using the Thoreau uh, epigram, the root. Now, did Thoreau get to the root of evil? Well, he, he was demanding that we get to the root. I'm working on a little photo book, philosophy book, The Transcendentalist in the Wulawis. So I greatly admire the uh, Transcendentalist uh, movement, probably the greatest spiritual, philosophical tradition so far to set root in, you know, the colonized North America, so the past 200 years. Coming out of Emerson, Thoreau, William Ellery Channing, the one that wrote that wonderful biography of Thoreau, 
very little known, but it should be more read. I'm talking to myself, to Margaret Fuller, I think the great aunt <laughs> of the magnificent poet designer uh, Bucky Fuller. So it's one circle of energy, the transcendentalist. But I don't think, with all due respect, that what were their primary problems? Well, without a doubt, slavery and equality in every sense of the word for women. So it was about freedom in a general way. And they started to question, this is a part of the theater of the new. So say we're watching a documentary on Thoreau. There are very few. I don't know of a single one. Like if I were teaching a symposium at a university and you wanted to watch together with a group of 20 people, young and old, there at a university, about the transcendentalists. There's very, like the professors say, there's very little material. Isn't that interesting? So we go out into the circle of culture nowadays, and there's such a, uh, what is the proper word, deluge of uh, information, but not meaning in relevance. There's a lot of uh, what we normally think of as news, but almost, uh, what can you say, a hundred percent that it's not relevant. It doesn't help really that get to the root of evil. That would change if we change our perspective, and that's what the theater is the new is all about. Change is the second most difficult thing, so we're all eager to change. But the understanding bit is much more difficult. So getting to the root of evil, well, in that one poster, the double circle of dialogue that goes with the theater of the new, just Google uh, double circle of dialogue Cliff Kriego, PDF, and it'll pop right up somewhere. Yeah, well, there you have it, Google, do, do no evil. Well, why didn't they, uh, that's kind of laughable in a way, as Steve Jobs, the great Steve Jobs, said long ago, why didn't they take Thoreau's? Let's get to the root of evil, Google. Ooh. Well, because that's vastly more difficult. You have to be serious philosophically. So that means we question everything. Well, so we're going on picking up from the transcendentalist. I have to disclose that where I'm sitting, there are hawthorns. Crategus, Crategus, Douglasii. Yes, for the, for the hippie collector, David Douglas. I'm a great, there is a new documentary, part of the theater, the new David Douglas, 1828, over here for the Brits, and uh, competition of empires, but doing his work. Well, so he was the first European-American to catalog. Of course, it had been known for millennium, millennia. And uh, I'm sitting in a meadow, and I can see ten as if they were planted, wonderful hawthorns, haw. That's a beautiful word, haw. That comes from heck in Dutch. So it has a very ancient uh, root that it's used in Europe as the primal 
barbed wire to keep uh, to fence off meadows you would grow living uh, fences much better than this scourge itself barbed wire there's a documentary excellent in the theater of the new just about barbed wire imagine that so you can see how fascinating this is theater of the new well i've named all of these hawthorns for the transcendental so i'm sitting right next to emerson and right over there, we have Thoreau, Amos Bronson Alcott, William Ellery Channing, Margaret Fuller, Elizabeth Peabody. I can see them. It's to remind me of a spiritual background. Well, we could do a whole field notes on them because they're really getting hit by climate crisis. And the wildlife up here is very much dependent on them, especially in the winter. And we can't go into that now. But you see how all of these things, they're not interconnected. They're really coming from the same source. So that's Thoreau's root of evil. That's what we want to understand. So here's the center of what I uh, want to introduce with the theater, the new. My view is that the root of evil is thought and consciousness itself. So it's the divisive, destructive nature of thought and thinking as we know it. That's the whole of thought and thinking, everything we know about it. So the mathematics, the science, the culture, the religion, the whole thing. And the key feature of that is how we, in our ignorance, identify with what we think and believe. There are two robins echoing what we're saying. I don't know if you can hear them. They're doing their little triplets laid back. They think it's pretty hot, too. And I've talked about them before. They're native invasives. invasives. So that's climate crisis. <laughs> they, they normally wouldn't be here. I'm not going to say shouldn't. But they're opportunists. They're coming up with the rising temperatures very slowly. Nobody notices it. They go all the way and they'll stay here. They no longer migrate, but they stay here all winter long at this altitude, two meters of continuous snowpack. So the divisive nature of thought and thinking and that is the theme. So we're saying that all primary problems are not out there. They're in our own heart, so to speak, in our own thought and consciousness. And when there's awareness, say that I'm um, a Catholic, and I say, gee, this is very interesting because I'm a... Uh, It's a beautifully clear sound. You see, there's no noise here. Not a slightest trace of cultural noise pollution. So when he sings, he's perched high up, I can't quite see him, that sound projects out into natural, unpolluted space. Isn't that beautiful? But say I'm a Catholic, and coming from the Pacha Ebene tradition, marvelous tradition with all its contradictions, 
that I greatly admire and also a question at the same time. That's how whom I call, uh, who I call poor Francis. I refuse to use these saint things. That uh, Francis of Assisi would sign off. Pace bene. Peace and good things. Well, that's worth a whole lifetime, isn't it? <laughs> but uh, uh, Francis did make a mistake. And it was uh, a mistake that destroyed the significance of his work. And that is that he sought sangha or refuge with the Catholic Church. So, now you can tell the dialogue's getting difficult, isn't it? So we've just lost 10% of our listeners, right? That, oh, you, that uh, uh, the dialogue questions everything. And the seriousness requires, even if you are a devout Franciscan or a Claire, you know, his female counterpart, that uh, we listen not to arguments, but we're looking together through this mirror, say we're watching a, a documentary on the great St. Francis. I'm sure there is one out there somewhere. And then we're looking at this destructive nature of thought at the same time. So the problem is never out there. It's in here. It's never out there. And there's no one like the Pope who can help us. We can only help ourselves. That's the spirit of the theater of the new. So we want to get to the root of evil. There are a thousand hacking at the branches of evil to one who is striking at the root. That's beautiful language. Seven beats. Beautiful language. That's the transcendentalist. They worked and worked and worked on the craft of their language, devoted to their journals and to dialogue with each other. Well, that's the spirit of the theater of the new. So we have to question everything. And a questioning organized religion, well, why is that difficult? Because of the root of evil. Because we all identify with our beliefs. Well, there's nothing more destructive than that. Because it uh, puts me in a spiritual prison. It makes it impossible for me to listen to the other. In fact, I'm going to fear the other. So the Protestant hates the Catholic, and the Catholic hates the Protestant, and then it becomes British, and then it becomes Irish, and then it becomes whatever. But it just goes on and on and on and on. And all of these conflicts, that's a, a violence that sticks, which is not part of nature, they're everywhere on playing out on the world stage. And to come back to climate crisis, well, that's a crisis of our relationship, not just with each other, but with the earth. That wayward robin, can you hear him up there? He has nothing to do with climate crisis as a cause. 
he's using it, he's exploiting the consequences. But he is a part of our dialogue circle for the theater of the noon. So, what we do alone and together is to study these documentaries and always in that spirit of a mirror, always re-reminding ourselves, yeah, well, change is the second most understanding, huh? So thought and thinking. So there you have it. It becomes a kind of meditation. A meditation on what? On these very things. The tendency to identify with belief. Or here's another one, and this comes from Krishnamurti. You have two different things. You have the fact and you have the reaction to the fact. And this is much older than Krishnamurti. It goes all the way back to the Bhagavad Gita about karma yoga. You have the fact and the relationship to the fact. So when you're watching that, you're watching the movement of thought itself. And if you are able to see the fact and at the same time in what David Bohm called proprioception see the reaction to the fact say I say you're a climate activist and I say well gee I very much question the authority of the Pope because the Pope is really part of the problem and you say oh good God that's outrageous don't you see that Pope Francis is doing magnificent work, I mean, more than a billion followers, and that, that that could be the thing that's really going to change the whole spirit of the thing and get humanity and see that we have to be caretakers, loving caretakers, pace bene for the whole of the living earth. And I said, oh, well, then you have to open up dialogue, right? So we're not even talking at uh, two religious contradictions fighting each other's other. These are just the approach to what's right action in terms of climate crisis. And notice there's a whole spectrum that's hardly a unified movement. That's why it lacks integrity and natural power. It's just split up. There are so many different approaches. But the theater of the new thinks there's only one problem for all of the ten problems, you can pick your problems, but that's enough, those ten. And that's thought and thinking itself. And that it can be totally otherwise. And the only thing that's holding us back is this prison of ignorance of the destructive nature of thought itself. So it comes full circle. So the intention of the theater of the new is education through dialogue. And nothing is required except seriousness. Did you see that, uh, let's mix our metaphors again, that the ship is sinking, the house is on fire? You see that. With your whole being, you see it. And you're not going to move. You see it with your whole being. Okay, we got to do something. Well, that's where you keep coming back to this root of evil. 
So it's not out there. The Pope's not going to help. What they're doing, the Catholic Church, is the very essence of the root of evil. Despite the pacha being, you see how it works. They're projecting peace, but they're, they're the, the very essence of violence, the way that they control and put consciousness, they actually colonize spiritual consciousness and put it in a prison, all in the name of white cloaks. So that's not, in my view, again, it's an open question, but that's in the dialogue. So you see why we don't do it, because it can become so painful if we're not doing our, our, our karma yoga. That you can insult me, well, what, what, what right do you have to say something against uh, uh, Catholicism or the Pope? Well, I can look at that, and then if that's a fact that you say that, right? That you're throwing darts at the other, like we do all the time. But you're not sidestepping the dart. You see it for what it is, and then it doesn't do anything. It has no meaning. It has no energy. So that's doing real serious meditation in this dialogue circle while we're looking at uh, these documentaries, which are really mirrors of our consciousness. Well, that's uh, basically the whole, the whole thing. So that's like an invitation to dialogue. So we have the little book, The Theater of the New. You can even get that on Amazon. This is the info infomercial. Every little bit helps, like they say. And it's a backpack book. And it should be at every university and school, I think. Because it's tremendously exciting to get together in a circle, no holds barred, and uh, dialogue on these documentaries. It's not just watching them, but dialogue on them. So it gets really difficult. Really difficult. But if you're serious, the house is on fire, the ship is sinking, well, you know that you have to stick with it, even though it's difficult, like two climbers tied together on a rope. You stick together regardless of what happens. Well, that's the spirit of dialogue. And we've put it on Twitter, for better or worse. The meaning of Twitter is radically shifting because it's so, this is a view, this is an opinion, because it's being tremendously leveraged by the power of evil. And they're winning the battle by a pickier factor by at least 10 to 100 to 1 at the present moment. I've always seen Twitter as throwing out seeds of meaning, let them fall where they may, but uh, the ground is being tremendously disturbed by the tanks of militarism and uh, oppression and totalitarianism. So it's hard to be on Twitter these days. Somebody come up with a, a better social machine that's based not so much on likes and headshots, and, but more on dialogue. That wouldn't be hard to do. But it's, on, it's there on Theater of the New. That's its handle. And what's interesting about it, so you can go back in time and see hundreds of documentaries that have been featured over the past, it's been there for a year or two. And I only can give it energy 
uh, when I'm down in the office. So that's only a month or two out of the entire year. But there are a lot of documentaries there that you could easily start your own uh, dialogue circle. If you can't find other people, just do it alone, because dialogue never stops. It's like meditation. That's also an invitation. If you have ideas, send them uh, either via Twitter or at uh, cliff at uh, picture-poems.com because it's an open project to get them out there. Isn't that exciting? Okay, well, that's it for now, the theater of the new. Thanks for listening. This is Cliff. Ciao for now.